dancing in our underpants, we're gonna run for government. But until then, I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is Tracks. You alright, mate? Hello there. How's it going? Pretty good, thank you. How are you? I'm really, really well, thank you. Full of the joys of summer. Yeah. We're on the back here, as we record, of a three-day weekend, a bank holiday weekend in England, which was absolutely, categorically, Scorchio. <laughs> Finish it with a word that isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was... I'm still feeling warm. Oh, well, it is warm. My, it is quite warm still, but my skin is like has got that kind of tightness to it, but like in a nice, pleasurable way. Yeah, like I've got... I've got quite sort of exactly that taut <laughs> feeling cheeks and like a red... Tim's just squishing his face in front of me. Just, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It, I feel I feel good. Sun-kissed. Yeah, and I feel like maybe I'm positive... Maybe I'm feeling good because of vitamin C or D? Vitamin D, D, I believe. I only know that because of Sunny Delight. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you, you get up to this weekend? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, out and about sampling the sun... But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, quite a few different activities, a few little tales to tell. Might as well start at the beginning. Friday, finished work, went off, headed home, and got into my golf kit. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Tim, you went and played golf on a Friday night. I did not go and play golf on a Friday night. I, I did, did see that, actually, your yeah. little outfit. Went and did pub golf. Lovely. Um, you look like Tyler, uh, Tyler the Creator kind of figure. Well, I think so, anyway. Like... If you wore what you told me. Yeah, that was my inspiration, was a bit of... Obviously, it had to go quite golf attire, but Tyler-y type stuff. Bit of edge. Bit of edge to it. Um, And I came out of, I think think maybe 20 people did it, maybe even a little bit more. 20 people? And I came second best dressed. Oh, best dressed, you came second. Yeah. So I was pretty pleased with that. How? <laughs> what do you mean, how? I'm just wondering, there's surely somebody went really full on. Well, like, I went really full on. I had trousers and a shirt. No, I had... A vest. I'd, Did you have a vest on? I had more than that. I had... So I had tartan trousers. Nice. Bright blue socks with, like, rolled up trousers. I had, a like, a long-sleeved white polo shirt with, like, a navy and baby blue um, sort of checked jumper sleeveless jumper and then another tartan jacket on over that so i was all the patterns did you go out and buy all that stuff no trousers already owned did you jacket already owned tartan trousers (laughs) (laughs) why why didn't i know that (laughs) was that that thing that you bought you're like i'm never gonna wear these yeah oh finally uh no they're i mean tartan has over egged them i must say they're they're checked trousers they're quite formal sort of looking but i rolled them up cashed them out Okay, anyway, because I'm thinking inside of a Burberry. Like. No, we're not going that time. Okay, right. Um, no, you like a big a, Scottish man. A black and grey tartan trouser. Okay, fair. A green and blue tartan jacket. Grew jacket. Yeah. Um, nice. But that was fun. So, Explain pub golf to me, because I always assumed it was like you go to a place and you drink your normal drinks and then you go to the next place. No, it's much more complex than that, at least the way we did it. Um, it was very well organised, and I'll shout out Molly for absolutely killing it with uh, her organisation on this one. So you arrive at the first place, you're given a scorecard. Nice. have got nine holes, like half a golf course. It's nine different pubs, and each pub has a par. So um, that par is how many sips you're allowed to consume your drink in in that pub. 
Um, so say you get a par six, you've got six sips to finish that drink. But there are par threes, par one, one of them. So obviously that's just a shot. Mm. You've got no choice there. Other ones, you get to make your own rules. But obviously the further you go over par, the higher your score is. You lose. And then there's penalty points as well. So if you miss one of the bars, that's plus 10. Did anyone miss a bar? Uh, some people were a bit late. I so. thought you were all just like together. No, some people were late. Oh, because is it kind of a race as well? No, no, no. It's just it's, gone forever. It just kicked off at seven or half seven, I think it was. So some people didn't make it there there in time. Oh. Straight away penalty. If you're sick, penalty, ten points. Anyone sick? Yep. <laughs> in a urinal. <laughs> nice. That should be less points taken if you get to do it somewhere proper. Uh, oh, a urinal, yeah, not a toilet. Yeah. Okay, no, not, not, not fair at all. <laughs> um, Double points. Uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. It was really, really fun. Um, nice. That was good. That was Friday night. Saturday, what did I do on Saturday? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh. See, this. I mean, this part of this podcast, is. I could make this go on really long because Saturday was an interesting day as well. Okay, well, give us a brief little... Well, there's... Here in Brighton, lovely, beautiful, sunny Brighton, it's currently the Brighton Festival, which yeah. is kind of an arts and culture festival and all these different things pop up all over the place. Um, and we've got a big kind of grassy area right in the middle of town uh, where they kind of build these bars and have sort of a th- little theatre and stuff. Um, so myself and my lovely girlfriend, we were sat in this uh, bar area called The Warren mm. having a little drink when this lady comes over to us and says... Uh, there's a performance starting in like 10 minutes you can have these tickets if you want it's not sold out so we're like yeah why not that sounds good was it Lady Boys? it was not Lady Boys <sighs> but it was one of the most torturous experiences of my entire life it was like this puppet show right with these big strange puppets and this man and this woman and there were just so many moments everyone was taking it very very seriously in the audience except us we just couldn't stop laughing at it and just <laughs> couldn't really understand what was going on at all couldn't follow the story there was like a video at the beginning saying this is about immigration and um, refugees and things like that I was like oh my god it's going to be like quite somber yeah Yeah, and heavy but instead we just got this man with like this strange (laughs) puppet with just a sort of white sock head sort of wiggling it around (laughs) and he kind of every time like if the puppet was meant to be sad there was no expression on the puppet's face was it shadows or was it no it's like a big pub he's holding this big thing and it's got like a handle on the back of its head Um, and he's just kind of wiggling it around and like if the puppet's sad he just sort of put its head down and he's looking at the audience doing a sad face (laughs) 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 that's not not puppetry (laughs) was it just too surreal to oh it was just ridiculous and I I couldn't bear this man um But then there was, there, oh, he, he did this bit where he was like doing this manic laugh for about five minutes non-stop and I didn't understand what it was representing, <laughs> but it's just like, shut up. And there was this one bit where, so he's got, the actual puppet that they're using for most of it is, it's quite big. I'd say it's maybe two half, feet. yeah, like, yeah, two or th- two feet tall, maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, so quite big and it's kind of, you know, they're kind of walking them around and stuff like this. And then they got this piece of fabric and sort of pegged it up. So there was like a point and it sort of cascaded down either way uh, to make it look like a mountain. And then he went over and he picked up a tiny version of his puppet. And he's just <laughs> he's just got it in his hands like, like a little boy playing with his action figure <laughs> walking up this mountain. Like 
and I'm just sat there thinking, this is a grown man. <laughs> and there's 50 people here watching it. Going, ah. Oh. Yeah. I just, it was, I mean, and I, that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface of how bizarre this hour or so was. We both walked you out. glad you went? No. <laughs> no, you got the story. <laughs> no, it was, it was the longest, longest hour and 20 minutes or however long it was. It was not an intermission. No. <laughs> Otherwise you would have no. been shot. No, and we were there was there was a moment where we were like if we start clapping now will everyone just assume that it's over and we can all just leave. Woo, <laughs> 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 goodbye everyone. Yeah. Oh, it was it was torturous. Um so yeah, I did that, did a few other little bits. It was a fun weekend. Lovely. I'm not going to keep rambling. What did you get up to, Harry? Uh didn't go to a crazy puppet show. I wish I did though. Um I think it's still showing. So yeah, I I might head on down there. Do or go see the Lady Boys of Bangkok. Yeah, I hear it's really good. I hear it's really good. I would be quite intrigued to go and watch it. I would be. Should, should we go on a track stay out. Yeah, to I the heard, Lady Boys. I heard. I, I walked past there the other night, and uh, they were playing like quite cool like indie tunes in there. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm even more intrigued now. Yeah, I know. I can't, I can't remember what it was. It was either I want to say Kaiser Chiefs, but I feel like I'm just doing that for you. Um, so I went. I went. I digress. Anyway, um, Friday night went to see my friend in town. Nice warm night. Got some chicken wings. Ooh. Loving some chicken wings, Tim. We Place are. called Bock. Box shop. Box shop. I know the one you mean. Yeah. Um, but it was too windy. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken <laughs> was blowing out of my hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Friday night was just nice, chilled. Saturday didn't do much. Sat in the garden. Just let myself get some sun. Sunday at a beautiful barbecue at a friend's house. A barbecue. Yeah, it was like the first. I mean, everyone's got that first, like, um, need to go and have a barbecue because the sun's out. Yeah. You're desperately trying to go out. And I, I tried it once earlier this year and it wasn't really time. It was like 8 pm. The sun was already gone. This got there at 12 o'clock after just going to the shop, picking up some bits. Got in the garden, got all set up. Oh, I was baking my nuts down. Oh. <laughs> nuts <laughs> my down nuts and down. off. <laughs> down, off and out the park. Um, <laughs> it was sweltering, but in such a good way. And I had jeans on that day. I don't know why. It was a big, big mistake. You're a silly muffin, Harry. <laughs> a silly muffin. <laughs> um, but it was a fairly strangely... Okay, so... There was one vegetarian there out of about seven people and two of them kind of eat vegetarian sometimes but they're meat eaters. Most of the stuff there, vegetarian sausages, vegetarian burgers. Uh, we did have halloumi. But I guess that is vegetarian. That is it? vegetarian, yeah. Um, and it was a bit strange because we were all very, very content with it. And yeah. trying all the different new bits and being like, oh, I like this one. Where's this one? What's this one called? Some of them were wooden. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that could have been down to the barbecue itself. So not quite sure. But I feel good about myself. It is interesting. There's like a bit of a sea change, I think, especially here in Brighton. It feels like almost the this kind of um, social disgust that yeah. maybe, say, smokers get. I feel yeah. like, to a certain extent, meat eaters are becoming a little bit that way. I sometimes feel a little bit embarrassed if I'm eating meat. Yeah, especially if you're out and about. Yeah. And, like, you're in town and somebody says, oh, do you eat meat? You don't want to say. It's 
it would be it would have been more common to say yeah of course and then they're like yeah of course of yeah. course I do like everybody does but now yeah. it's the tide is a changing yeah but I comment on this in a good way as a meat eater myself but I think it's a really good thing I think it's positive positive. Yeah. and if I reckon I would be this is probably a bit of an ignorant thing to say because meat eaters will often say things like oh it's too difficult to be a vegetarian no vegetarian options when actually that's nonsense most vegetarian places vegetarian is very yeah. sustainable yeah but like if that was if it was even more plentiful the vegetarian options then mm. I think I'd be much more inclined to eat that way I have uh, possibly a friend listening who's a vegan and I just want to say I feel like going vegan would be quite difficult but going vegetarian would be quite easy interesting and uh, see I'm in a position where if I go vegetarian I have to go vegan pretty much because you can't have milk yeah I'm, I'm dairy free so that takes out yeah, all be, cheeses you? or anything like that anyway so no meat that's just a vegan diet mm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I could be living with said friend in the coming year, so... Right, said friend. She... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say she could make me go vegan, but now I'm just thinking of, I really want to live with right, said friend. That would be good. <laughs> good morning, right, said friend. <laughs> Every morning. Um, yeah, and what was it? Then Monday. I remember waking up Monday so confused that I wasn't having to go into work and looking out the window and it was hot really and possibly thinking Tim's going to want to record today and what I did and I I don't know if you did the same but I just pretended you didn't exist well and I just went out to the park and I was like maybe he'll forget too yeah well I was I mean I knew kind of knew you'd done that because I phoned you and you were like I'm not there (laughs) I looked at it, I was like, oh no, I'm just going to have to tell him. But there was, I mean, while we're being completely honest about this, there was a moment, I think it was on Saturday or Sunday you texted me. Sunday, I think, yeah. Saying, and I, I said to the people I was with, Harry's just texted me and cancelled plans that I didn't know we had, so that's good. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was completely oblivious to the fact that we were meant to be doing something. You are like, really sorry, mate, I'm not sure I can do today now. I was like, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Because we'd assumed that Sunday was our last possible day. Yeah. Uh, and then Monday came and I was like, nope, put my head down and pretend you're not, <laughs> not alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was in a park. It was very hot. It was very nice. That yeah. was literally it. I oh. just spent the weekend m- making the most of the sun that we rarely see. Yeah. Well, what a beautiful Which we weekend talked about quite a lot in the last probably five or six episodes. So it, I think we see it more often than we think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so too. So we should probably move on to the real stuff, the good yes. stuff. Musical highlights of the week. Yes. Where are we going? Tim, we're going somewhere. It's very, very, very exciting. Yes. If you are a person, then what we're going to talk about next, you probably will have heard of or seen or heard talked about at the very least. Yeah, blowing up is an understatement. Absolutely blowing up. So, obviously we're going for the track This Is America by Childish Gambino. Wow. 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 I mean, that kind of... That's all we need to say. Yeah. Should we just play the track? <laughs> What's yours? Um, there is so much to say. So, so, so much to say. And we, we will not possibly get through every thought we have about this. But um, essentially, on Saturday morning, at least for the UK, his track was just released into the wild. 
and uh, I think he'd been on SNL in America the night before and he did play it there first but for all we know it came out Saturday morning I watched it sat in bed so like, oh look a Charles Gambino thing brilliant because I'm a huge fan and we were going to last week when we were going to record I was going to do a highlight which was Atlanta because I've been watching the second series and there's episodes in there that are the most phenomenal TV I've watched in a long long time and that's written by and that's written by him he acts in it Uh, so Saturday morning comes I watch it I'm a few seconds in I'm thinking oh this is a bit funky sounds a bit weird but I'm, I'm into it sounds a bit like he's going back to maybe his old self maybe not I don't know Mm. Boom! Literally boom! You're s- literally boom! You're smashed by something that I- I've seen reactions of this, and everyone's had the same reaction. It's just pure shock. Yeah. Um. So if you haven't seen it, essentially, he's dancing to the camera yeah, as this got- kind of Afro Caribbean kind of guitar-y Yeah, you're in a big warehouse. We're in a big warehouse. There's uh, a there's a man sat on a chair playing a guitar. Yeah, he's twiddling along to this guitar and, and there's kind of choral, um, gospel even kind of sounds yeah. in the back. And he's dancing to the screen and you think, oh, he's having a little boogie. Now, he comes up to the guy. He has this dance, which we'll get onto later. And he shoots the man in the head. Yes. And instantly followed by grimy bass. This is America. And I'm like shocked, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah, oh my god. Um, I won't go step by step into this, but the the thing I want to pick up on all of this is it. It seems like the ripest time at the moment to put out a video with such a statement behind it. Yeah, that has caused such a reaction where everybody's talking about it, and everyone has something to say about it. And you just want to be part of that discussion, and the discussion is taking place everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's probably best that we don't go through it step by step because um, the the personal reaction to watching it for the first time for people at home who haven't watched this video yet, go and watch it even before listening to the rest of us talk about it because um, I think it's really, really, really rare now whether it's in music videos or film or TV or whatever it is, to see something that's genuinely shocking and genuinely provocative and genuinely brings a massive reaction out of you. But that, the moments that you're talking about and certain things that happen later in this video, it's like jaw-dropping. Oh, my God. Mm. What I'm saying is is so powerful and so affecting, and I can't remember the last time I responded to anything, really, in the same way. No, I really can't. And the only thing I know is that there are moments in Atlanta that are just... It's its a series based on kind of social commentary. And this is exactly that. But the, <clears throat> the one thing about this is that there's so many layers. So, so many layers to all of this. Yeah. Like, you'll have one person who watches it and picks up on things you never saw. Or they pick up on the most obvious things and they haven't seen at all what this whole thing is yeah. about. Well... Yeah, and that's one thing that's very, very interesting about the video, I think, is that um, although there are two very specific moments, one of which you've mentioned, yeah. that are kind of in-your-face, absolutely kind of unavoidable, yeah. actually through a lot of it, what you get is very simple, and uh, Childish Gambino himself 
is kind of the focal point and your eye is very much drawn to him yeah. almost constantly but there's so much happening around it I'm at a point where I've only seen it four times now I think um, for some reason it took me far longer than it should have after you told yeah, me to watch it constantly telling you to watch it I was a busy weekend <laughs> yeah, but fair, like fair. at this point I'm still every time I watch it thinking I didn't see that last time I didn't see that last time um, it's really interesting how much it's packed into what actually feels like a really quite simple video it does seem very simple and once you realise how once I guess you start digging into it and you realise what he's trying to the message he's trying to send you realise how purposefully he yeah. is in the centre of that frame the yeah. whole time so I will quickly round up what I think he's trying to say with this and then if you do the same yeah. Uh, so we'll do it quickly so we're not waffling okay, for good. too long but my first and it's hard to, to speak about this with saying my first opinion because I have been reading a lot and I have been looking into a lot so I have learnt a few more things but my initial reaction was that he is saying now I don't know if he's saying this to other artists himself or the viewer and which specific viewer he may be saying this to but it's kind of like we as black artists our culture and all of these things like the, the kids there are kids that are dancing around him throughout the thing and there they seem like the innocent kids who are just kind of following their idol around and copying everything he does and looking at him dance and stuff like that and there's all this stuff going on in the background so with him dancing around and taking centre stage he's kind of saying that this is what people are focusing on this is what the youth are focusing on and this is what people are taking from black culture and that this is actually what it's all about when really they're just they're almost barrel sighted about the actual goings on in the world like the way they take care of the guns in the in the video he shoots somebody the body is dragged away quickly get rid of that the gun is wrapped in a red kind of um cloth like it's it's almost saying we care more about our rights for guns and having this than we do people yeah that the 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 hard thing about this is that there's so much in there like i can pinpoint different moments there's there's one part when they look up and these kids are filming it yeah and they've got covers they've got like their mouth covered and what's that like that people are so close to what is happening yet they are desensitized to it all yeah um there's all kinds of matters in this whole thing that you can dissect yeah and Um, it's difficult to do so but yeah because i think what you're seeing is a commentary on an entire culture and an entire society within three minutes of music video um i think what you say what what i took away from it is very similar to what you did in that the part that Charles Gamino's playing is uh, like you say all of all of popular culture I think um, as a kind of mask for what is really going on in society and a distraction and there's certain moments where he'll be kind of doing a, a very choreographed dance routine which I think is kind of um, there to symbolise the fakery of celebrity culture and things yeah. like that that we spend so much time focusing on um, but he'll do things like he'll sort of twitch as he's doing it or he'll grimace he's a caricature isn't yeah he? and it's almost like um, what he's 
it's almost like the the mask is cracking a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're kind of seeing slightly underneath it what's actually going on there, and the you know the suffering that's also that that person is going through as well. The person who is the mask. You know, you look at Kanye West's struggles with his mental health and so much that you know. That, I mean, we could talk about that for God knows how long, but I think that's also what he's playing um, in his kind of imperfect version of the idol. Um, mm. within it there's so much and I suppose a little bit like when we talked about um, Janelle Monae's Pink a few weeks ago and basically said these are all the things we like about it but there's people out there who have written really you know unbelievably well crafted and well thought out yeah. analyses and a complex matter and they're going to do a better job than us much better job and they they really go into the kind of history and there was a I learned about this character Jim Jim Crow, I believe yeah. it is, and when he's got the gun to the guy's head, he's got this stance, yeah. which is very similar of that of an illustration of this Jim Crow character. And I didn't know this, but apparently Jim Crow was created by white people as entertainment for black people. Right. But he was basically he would act out in like black stereotypes. Mm. So it's almost like the artist today are Jim Crow yeah acting out how they feel like they should be in in media and not actually being allowed to talk about the real problems in the world yeah so again like you say go and look into the incredible reviews and um, commentary that's been written about all of this stuff because it's absolutely sensational and by far the best song of the year so far big shout but I, I probably wouldn't argue um, and I suppose without further ado we should probably give it a listen that's, that's, that's what we're here to do okay so this is This Is America by Childish Gambino we just want to party Look how I'm kicking up. 
I'm so pretty. I'm on Gucci. I'm so pretty. I'm on get it. Watch me move. This is Sully. That's a tool. On my Kodak. Black. Oh, know that. I just check my follow and listen. You, you motherfuckers owe me. So there we go. Uh, if you heard it and you haven't seen the video yet, please go and see the video. It adds so much more to it. Uh, Tim, your highlight. Well, my highlight is half highlight, half announcement, celebration, Ooh. excitement, building. Um, we tracks have a little bit of a tradition every single year. As long as we've been going, we head down to Brighton's very own The Great Escape Festival. And we bring you, our lovely listeners, four daily episodes. Mm-hmm. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Fresh episodes of tracks turning up in your inbox every single morning. It doesn't get much more exciting for you. And it doesn't really get much more exciting for us. And we're delighted to announce that in just a couple of short weeks, we're going to be there once again, soaking it all up. Yeah. Um I can't wait. I don't know about you. I'm absolutely buzzing. It's probably my favourite weekend of the entire year. Yeah. It's certainly the best time to be in Brighton, and it's one of the best festivals around, um, especially if you want to check out new music. It's even bigger this year. Absolutely Massive. vast. Um, yeah. So this year we've got 35 venues in our fair city, with over 400 acts turning up to play across three days We've got the 17th, 18th and 19th of May, uh, which are the big ones. And then there's the Alternative Escape as well, which runs side by side, which brings together another few hundred acts, another, I think, 10, 15 venues. It is huge. It takes over the whole city and it's just the it's just the best. It really is like having Glastonbury in your home, isn't it? Yeah. And you get to have a shower every morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes we don't because yeah. we're <laughs> podcasting for you guys. But um, yeah. The fact that we are confirmed to be covering it once again um, and the excitement that comes with that and the the absolute joy that I have every single year of delving into all of the acts who are playing as well as many as physically possible and trying to find those gems, those people who I can't wait to go and see and often they're in strange little venues playing funny little times, two o'clock in a church on a Thursday afternoon and it's like, this is just going to be the best. Um I don't know about you, Harry. I've got the app. I'm already starring yeah. Me too. all of the artists I can't wait to see. And the list is growing 
it, rapidly. It really. I've got a ridiculously long list for such a little quick scan through the other day. Yeah. Um, so that's really been my highlight, just digging and digging and digging for Great Escape Acts. Are there any things that you're particularly looking forward to or acts you're particularly looking forward to? Well, I'm very much looking forward to this new beach area they're adding. Yes. Uh, and there's some really good people there as well. Uh, just to name a few, uh, Nilufa Yanya, I, mean, I cannot wait to see. Yeah, that's going to be an absolutely unbelievable moment. Yeah. And she's down at the beach area. Uh, hers are, are there as well. And then uh, Gus Dapperton, uh, Superorganism, Yellow Days, Seisumi, Oriel's Dream Wife, ah, Soccer Mummy, Girlhood, Pale Wave, Snail Mail. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Yeah. So many. Exactly. Exactly. I, so, and I know I won't be able to see them all because there's there's too many this year. That, I mean, there's always too many, but there, there's big ones. There's key ones. One of the that you just mentioned, Snail Mail, I'm so excited for. I yeah. I thought it was going to be a long, long time until I got to see them because they're a relatively small band from America, haven't done a huge amount of touring. For them to be turning up in Brighton is, oh my God, I can't wait. Um, we've got the Go Team playing a big show. Yeah. We've got White Horses, who I've been an absolutely huge fan I of. I can't wait to see them. For years. I think in our first year, end of year list, they came third or fourth third or in fourth, Album of the Year. Yeah. Um, with Pop or Not which is still an album I listen to all the time they've got a new album out just come out this year which is brilliant and getting to see them live is going to be amazing my, my first time and this is the brilliant thing about The Great Escape there's hundreds of bands that you just you've heard maybe two or three SoundCloud tracks from and you think wow that's going to be cool mm-hmm. I'll go and check them out and then huge names turning up now it's really really grown and grown and grown every single year um and a very special guest apparently near the end yes no, I have no idea I couldn't even suggest to you who I think that could be I think it's going to be Prince hologram <laughs> 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 no real <laughs> I'm um, not <laughs> um, but yeah obviously this means that there's a lot more coverage coming so we're not going to dwell on it too much um, but what we're going to say is next week no Wednesday episode that no. is an official announcement here there will be no normal Wednesday episode and that is because Thursday morning, that's when we're turning up. Great escape, bags packed, ready to go. Uh, Probably in your bed. (laughs) Yeah, in my bed. Sleeping and recording. (laughs) The only two activities that will be taking place in that bed. Do not worry, listeners. Um, But yeah, that's a highlight. If that's not a highlight, then I don't know what it is. So I better play a song by an artist who's playing. And do you know what? I am going to go with White Horses. Nice. Because I think that's going to be one of the big ones for me. And I'm going to go with latest single which features LaRue do you remember LaRue yeah of course yeah great back lending vocals to this sounding amazing the song's called Best of It and I think it's brilliant so let's give it a little whirl
So there you have it. That was the best of it by White Horses and LaRue, who will be appearing at the Great Escape Festival in Brighton. Should say right now, still tickets available. If you don't have anything on next weekend, got a bit of spare time, there is nothing better you could possibly do than head to Brighton and soak up everything that is the Great Escape Festival. Head to the website. You'll find ticket links, all that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, I guess that brings to a close musical highlights of the week. Boom. So, as you know, listeners, this week's episode is number 101 Mm -hmm. or 101, as some people might choose to pronounce that number. Yeah. And over here in the UK, we have a very famous, very beloved TV show called Room 101, based on A Room from George Orwell's 1984, of course, uh, the room which supposedly contained the worst things in the world. A TV show format was born out of that, where guests come on and name their pet peeves, the things they hate the most, and basically the decision is whether to put them into Room 101 get rid of them, wipe them off the face of the earth forever or not. It's a pretty simple idea, but it's a good one. Mm. And it's, I tell you what, I don't know about you, I do love airing a grievance. I do. I think that's a very British thing, isn't it? Yeah. To just be annoyed at things. Yeah, and have a right little moan up about it. Yeah. I think I'm very close to the people who like to have a moan up. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't daggered at all, Harry. <laughs> no, I think that if you can have it's like when you're at work in a job you hate the only thing any of you do is just moan about things because that's like the only like form of entertainment you can get yeah I'm human you're human we dislike things let's dislike them together yeah there's a um, there's a Father John Misty lyric where he says something about um, I haven't hated all the same people as someone else in so long or something like that (laughs) where he's basically saying that's why he likes this person he's falling in love with them because yeah, we both hate, hate the same, same things, things. and it's yeah. brilliant. It's kind of better than having things in common. Yeah, um, totally. So this week, I mean, we should just mention that it might be slightly similar to a format we did but two weeks ago. <laughs> we didn't really realise until we sat down and started actually properly planning it out, but we're going with it anyway. We're going to pick three songs uh, which are related to three things that we want to put in Room 101, which we want to really put in the bin. Get in the bin. Get in the sea. Get in the sea, get in the bin, get off my face (laughs) (laughs) the first thing is nose (laughs) do not want it on my face anymore so Harry would you like to give us our first or your first pet peeve I would and uh, this is one that at the very beginning when we kind of had this idea I was thinking oh what don't I like and I just couldn't come up with anything as soon as you start to think of one you get a real list going (laughs) when you get into that frame of mind but I've had something that has been annoying me for a few months now as soon as I became aware of this kind of stuff okay a relatively new one then because often these things are things that have been grinding your gears for years and years and years exactly well I guess in terms of music because this is quite a music based one uh, as it should be really um (laughs) So I'm going for this new kind of trend, this new hip-hop movement that I loathe a little bit. Right. And that is this group of stupid... (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting angry. So for me, the worst 
there's this Lil Zan, Lil Trace, Lil Trippy Red, people with tattoos on their faces. Is it trap? Is that what this is? I well, trap. You can get good trap music. But I mean, I sounded like an absolute granddad there. Is not- it trap? <laughs> uh, Lil Peep. Uh, I, I've got so many here. Is Lil Uzi uh, Vert one Lil, of these? I think so, but I think he's a little bit more credible. Oh, okay. Um, then you've got 6 9 Fuck. Oh, I got a real distaste. XXX Temptation. Yeah, I don't like him. Look at this. I mean, you might not have seen him. This is the 6 9 guy. I know. I know what 6 9 looks what like. What yeah. mug. I know. I have a real hatred for him. Although... He's no, one, no, no. He's, he's one I've got a little bit more time for because, um, to, in term, just purely in terms of visuals, because I've seen pictures of him around, and the only thing I would say is actually what I think is quite interesting about him is that, I mean, to describe him, he's got like rainbow hair, um, very sort of ostentatious, quite femininely cut, bright coloured clothes, and the only thing I think that's quite interesting about him is that he's borrowing some influences from like glam rock, and. I don't know if his music does that, but no. I've literally just seen him sort of on Instagram. And I think the merging of those two cultures is quite interesting. The, the, the problem is, for me, and this could be really trash-talking something that a lot of people love, and obviously people are going to love them. They've got millions of listeners all around, all around the world. But they seem like quite ignorant. Um, and I'm, I'm attacking them by not knowing them and that and that's fair enough it's just what I'm going to do I still think they're going in that room though I've I've tried to listen to their music and I think it's ter- the big one Gucci Gang Gucci Gang guy Gucci Gang Gucci Gang Gucci Gang, Gucci gang. what's his name Lil Pump Lil Pump Lil Pump oh well, you monster of a child <laughs> I I just I've listened to them they are their music takes me nowhere it does nothing it sounds like Painting by it's music by numbers, yeah. and it's sticking some words on that you haven't really thought about for longer than ten minutes. Yeah, and I think the uh, there's a really really good video of Snoop Dogg talking about a lot of these rappers. Yeah, and, that. and basically what his, his criticism is that you can't tell who's who from the song, and it's the same with Migos. Like you can't tell which one's which on mm. a track because they all rap exactly the same, have exactly the same inflection, have exactly the same way of putting together their verses and it's like you there's no creativity at all you know you hear five seconds of a chance the rapper verse it's like that's chance yeah that's kendrick you know also every every as far as i can tell every hugely successful rapper for the last 50 years or however long rap's been going have all tried to put their own influence and differentiate themselves from, from their peers in some way yeah and it's like this group got no interest they, they, no they haven't and that brings me to that point that Lil Xan said that Tupac's music was boring and I think that was the real last nail in the coffin for a lot of people yeah like not disrespecting kind of your your forefathers in yeah. in a music genre pretty much your heritage Les yeah that's absolutely disrespectful it's I guess you can you can dislike people's music but I feel like in that world these people birthed yeah. that kind of music, you know, and um, they they just annoy me to a point I can't explain. Yeah. I don't understand why people like their music. It gets to that point where I'm not going to um, 
have a go at you. I'm not going to belittle you by if you like their music. I just can't see any enjoyment in it. Yeah, and also I, th- I, and sorry to sort of jump on your one, but I think the other thing is we've just spent ages talking about Charles Gambino's new record, which is so pointed and so loaded with agenda and intrigue, to then just hear someone garbling along about That's nothing. The, it's like the, it's like they're wasting my time, lads. They're wasting their time. They're they're, they're in this position. They have a voice. Yeah. And they're just going, they're just doing the one thing that people who don't know much about hip hop, um, they will always say, oh, it's all about violence, all about guns, drugs, money. If they listen to this lot, then that's not going to change their minds. Yeah. They're going to still think that that is what hip hop is today. And hip hop can be a very misunderstood form of art. And these guys are not helping the case. I agree. So let's so, move it along. Vote. Are we putting that in room? I mean, you're going to say yes because it's your choice. Of course. I'm sticking it right in there. Get in the bin. Get in the bin. Boom. So on that, I'm going to play two-pack. Only God can judge me. Perhaps I was blind to the facts. Stabbed in the back. I couldn't trust my own home. dirty facts. Will I succeed? Paranoid from the weed. And hope focus. Try to focus, but I can't see. And in my mind, I'm a blind man doing time. Look to my future because my past is all behind me. To fight for what is mine, everybody's done. Tell me what's the use in trying. I've been trapped since birth. Cautious, cause I'm cursed. And fantasies of my family in the hurts. And they say it's the white man I should fear. But it's my own time doing all the killing here. I can't lie, ain't no love for the other side. Jealousy inside, make them wish I died. Oh my lord, tell me what I'm living for. Everybody's dropping, got me knocking on heaven's door. And all my memories of seeing brothers bleed. And everybody grieves. Get me first if I don't get them, who start praying? Ain't no such thing 
to suck the fence in the court of law. So judges, when we get the real, we're going win the cross. That's real. Got him, lift him, crept the fuck up on him. Sold a half a million tips. Now everybody want him. After talking behind my back like a bitch would. Telling them niggas you can fade the punk, I wish you would. It'd be them same motherfuckers in your face. That'll rush up in your place to get your safe. Knowing you on that paper chase. Grass, glass, big screen and leather couch. My new shit is so pretty, I already sold the key ounce. Bitch, remember to pocket and fold Them same two brothers dodging bullets representing the bank pop when you was locked down. That's when I'll be around. Start climbing up the trunk, so sick, but they tried to clown. That's why they write the bandwagon, still be dragging, selling lies. Don't think I don't see you haters, I know y'all in disguise. Guess you figure you know me, cause I'm a thug. That love to hit the late night club, drinks and buns. Been living lavish like a player all day. Now I'm about to floss some more players, shit with protect. Only God can judge. Coming back from there, Tim, what are you going to give us? Well, I'm going to bring you an equally odious group of people. <laughs> In fact, way more. Maybe the worst group of people on the face of planet Earth. And this one, I apologise, funnily enough, probably to some of our American listeners more than I do to our English listeners, because I feel like Americans might be a bit more offended by this one. Okay. It's the British royal family. Yeah. Get out. At the moment, we are really saturated... <laughs> with uh, talk of a ridiculous, ostentatious wedding between two... Well, actually, one person who's worked hard for, <laughs> yeah. for a living and one person who has and had... And does some amazing things as well. Yeah, and one person who's had everything served up to him and it's celebrated as... Woman marries a prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely despicable. Um, you know, I'm not going to get up on my soapbox here and talk about why I think... The, the 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 why I think the monarchy should be abolished tomorrow. I would like a, a brief explanation because there's people that I try to explain to that there's reasons why I don't like it and they're completely different to yours. And mine is just just don't get the point. Just just not interested. The fact that they're put on a pedestal above a normal person because of their who their parentage is. The fact that we're meant to. The, in the language we use to to address them, your highness, because you're higher than me, you're better than me as a normal peasant within your kingdom. Yeah. Absolutely. In this day and age, outrageous, and the amount of good that could be done with the money we line these people's pockets with, who have absolutely no respect for normal people whatsoever, absolutely no understanding of the hardships going on in this country, but we continue to, yeah, celebrate... Uh, entitled horrible group of people who as far as I can tell do nothing good no apart from bring people that get in my way on the walk to work yeah <laughs> which isn't good actually <laughs> badly worded um, yeah so 
abolish the monarchy is my message cancel the wedding uh, and put them all on the dole see how they survive <laughs> make them go to food banks see if they think that's an acceptable way for people to live um, because I don't funnily enough um, and I don't think they would either so I'm going to play Lights Out by Royal Blood because I would love lights to go out on all royals I'll be funnier next time <laughs> <laughs>
So as you might have noticed a bit before that track, <laughs> listeners, I got a bit annoyed just thinking about the royals, and we didn't actually do what we meant to do. Um, we had to say whether that is going in Room 101, the royal I think, family. I think it's quite clear that that's in there. Yeah. Royal family, get in the bin. Yeah. Harry, <laughs> on to your next pick. So just, uh, I think this bin's going to be quite full by the time we're done today. <laughs> we've filled it with a lot of people already. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of royals as well. That's the other thing that drives me mental about them. The hangers-on. The amount of them. <laughs> Fucking Princess Eugenie and that lot. Like, <laughs> one of like the Queen's brother's daughter's daughters who's still... We'll never have to work a day in our life because we, the taxpayer, fill our pockets as well. There's hundreds of them, thousands of them. But rappers with tattoos and their faces yeah. are also just as bad. Uh, right, so I guess my second one. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going with chat up lines. Interesting. You're not. Have you ever used a chat up line? No. Do you know what I do? And I quite like this. It's not that interesting, but I just say, <laughs> I haven't got a chat-up line, so I'm just going to say, hey. And they usually say, good, I hate chat-up lines. But I know they don't hate them. Tim, I know that for some reason they work, and it grinds my te- teeth? My gears. <laughs> it grinds my teeth. <laughs> <grinds> <laughs> um, I hate them. I don't get I think they're stupid. I think they're not funny. Where do you- they're always the same... So what do you class as a chat-up line? Is my like a short joke, like a da 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 da. Okay, that kind of thing. Because I obviously I'm not dating anymore, but when I was, and I'm thinking about Tinder here, really, I would always try and come up with a clever opening line. An opening line, yes, yes, different. So what's the like? So I know whether because I need to know where to which way to vote here. You've got to sell this to me. It. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe this won't go in. Um, it's the cheesy. I don't have to bother with anything imaginative or personal. Oh, okay. It is if if you've thought about if you thought about it. If it's something that you've come up with based on something about them, yeah. Then fair enough. If it's did it hurt and you fell from heaven, then I want you to get off the face of this yeah. earth because it's just. And then they say, <laughs> and then they they walk off together in the sunset, and that pisses me off. <laughs> is it just and other it people's shouldn't. happiness you're putting in here? Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Um, I I just don't. I mean, what am I essentially saying? I don't like here people being happy after not having to try. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like inimaginative people, unimaginative people, and I think that epitomises them in a certain area. Maybe if we boil it down a little bit, (laughs) there is something that more people can get on board with in that it's um, people who... People getting rewards for minimal effort where others have to put in a lot of effort. Yeah. Because that does frustrate (laughs) me too. (laughs) Yeah. But maybe not quite as much as it does with you on the chat-up line front. No, I mean, I completely get that as well. That is maybe the, the root of the problem. (laughs) <laughs> um, but I just cheesiness as well yeah I don't it's really like cheesiness cheesy chat up lines maybe that's what I'm going for yeah I can't even think of anyone but the the he- heaven one um, like putting out your arm of, of your shirt and saying feel that that's boyfriend material yeah 
something like that. That one's a bit of a nerdy one, isn't it? Well, they're all nerdy, aren't they? I mean, they're not actually cool chat-up lines. Is my no. It's my unless it's like, how are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I'd I'd, I'd <laughs> accept that one if I were a lady being chat up by a man all the other way around. If a girl comes up to me and says, how are you doing? <laughs> like that, like putting on a voice, then I'll be over the moon. I'll be like, yay! <laughs> I'm doing good! <laughs> <laughs> no one ever responded to Joey, I don't think, did they? Yeah, like, no, like, there wasn't like a line that people said. Or... No, I think they were just like, hmm, just nice. smiled at him. You're Joey. <laughs> You're Joey from Friends. <laughs> um, I wonder if you've ever used it in real life, Matt LeBlanc. That's a great, great question. I bet he did. I think you would do, wouldn't yeah. you? I would if I was He's handed a line that he knows wouldn't not work. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So are we are we putting that in the bin? We, or should we narrow it down to cheesy chat-up lines? Yeah, I would say cheesy. By annoying people that we hate. <laughs> um, yeah, I would... Cheesy, I would go with. I would say. I'd say the magic words. Okay. Well... Thank you very much for getting that in the bin. Um, <laughs> I'm going to play a song by the Pixies with the thing that I would use as a line, which is, Hey! hey! Been trying to meet you.
So there we go. That is Hey by the Pixies. Uh, Tim, second pick. Well, I said I'd go a bit more lighthearted this time, and I, I apologise because it is another attack on other people. But I think people are get, um, more will get on board with this one. <laughs> it's overly dramatic sneezers. People mm. who, ah, like <laughs> like a sneeze has exploded <laughs> out of their brain and they've never done one before, and it has shocked them to their very core that they've had to scream. It's quite strange, isn't it? Because people's sneezes differ so much when really it's the same thing for all of us yeah it's a tickle that you need to expel and they are different though because like sometimes you get the one where uh it's there for a while and you kind of sort of pull in a face like i've got a sneeze coming (laughs) (laughs) i love that when Uh, you got a sneeze coming you're like oh yes (laughs) come on and you try to relax your face to make it come more (laughs) or sometimes you get the one where before you've even realised that you've got a sneeze coming, it's already come out. It's like, oh, it's just going. <laughs> Those are yeah. usually the snotty ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones that you have not been able to prepare for. Yeah, not in the slightest. Yeah. Um, so they, you know, I, I reckon I do have a few variants on the sneeze, but I think I think mine's just an acceptable level. It's a, and I. Do you for, mind where people sneeze? Are they are not if somebody me, sneezes in their hand? Are you like, uh, or if they sneeze into their arm? Are you thinking? Well done for trying to keep it somewhere. I'm a two-hand cupper. Are you? Yeah. Well, that's worse. Why? You're sneezing into both hands. Why is that worse? Because then you've got sneeze on both hands. Well, if it's a bad sneeze, I'll wash them. (laughs) (laughs) But if it's a good sneeze, you don't wash them. If it's a dry... I mean, don't listen to me. I mean, not. I'm not going to claim that I'm cleaning my hands every time I sneeze. (laughs) And also, you're always ill. (laughs) No, not anymore. (laughs) Not this year yet. Um, anyway. I, I sneeze into my arm. I tried to sneeze into, like, my... What's that? Elbow pit. Elbow crease. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. I just think it's the 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 most polite... Maybe it's more sanitary. I don't know. I mean... I'm like... It's not good podcast material, but I... I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure on that one. I'll give it a go. Yeah, do. Never really crossed my... But then you're going to be sneezing onto fabric quite Usually a lot. when I sneeze, I'm often... The first thought I have when I'm about to sneeze is, who's around me? What will they think with this sneeze that I'm about to produce? <laughs> so I tr- try to do the most sanitary yeah. sneeze that but I that, can. See, that kind of, kind of comes back to my point. You're a considerate sneezer. People yeah. who, say you're next to someone on a bus or a train, and they're just shouting their head off because <laughs> they've had a sneeze. It's like, shut up! Shut up! You don't need to do it. You you've added so much on top of it. I accept that it's a natural bodily function, but you're you're doing too much here. You're, you're putting too much of your own personality on it, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a personality thing, doesn't it? Yeah, because you'll never get like someone who's like a little bit timid and quiet who then has an explosive sneeze. It's always the people who are larger than life, anyway. It's the Brian Blessed's of this world. He, I would love to know what his sneeze is. You know exactly what his sneeze is like. He's not going. <laughs> he's not going. <laughs> Can you imagine? You'd be like, yeah. hang on a minute. That's not you. He's he's cracking mirrors with his sneeze, that man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think for me, it, that's just one of the most grating things. If you're, Especially if you're like in a work situation, there's someone who just won't stop. And they're shouting every time. They're sort of looking around afterwards. I was I was sat next to a woman on the train uh, about a month ago, and no word of a lie for twenty five minutes to thirty minutes she sneezed 
every 30 seconds. When after about two, three minutes, I was thinking, well, you know, she's uh, she's having a bit of a sneezing fit. I hope, <laughs> I hope that goes. Two or three minutes more, I'm thinking, I might ask her to leave or just get up and go because I'm, I think, I was thinking, I'm going to get ill now. I, I was like covering myself up. You could hear the tension in the place. Everyone's thinking, please get off this train. You're causing yeah. us stress. Yeah. And you kind of feel bad for her, but also she was sneezing to her hand every single time, picking up her phone. Oh, no. No See, care that, in the world for anyone else. See, Not that we were using her phone, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel a bit for her. I do. Partly, I do. partly because I am absolutely someone who, semi-regularly, I'll do maybe four or five back-to-back sneezes. Like, achoo, achoo, achoo. Like, I... Dreamy. Yeah. And I sneeze quite a lot as well. Yeah. I'm quite, a, I, I, I'm I'm quite a sneezy person. I'm usually a two sneezer, and if I can get a third out, then it's been a good day. <laughs> <laughs> That's not just sneezes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's put that in. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we need a decision. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon? Over over elaborate sneezing. The really over elaborate ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're going in the bin. Okay, good. Unlucky. Uh, so the track I've got for this is Loud Pipes by Ratatat. Beautiful song. Nice.
I would love to hear your third and final pick. So my third and final pick is something that I, I have every day and it annoys me and it's genuinely mainly down to just social awkwardness, which is you go to, you know, you, you, what, you buy a Fanta, Tim. Yeah. You go up to the the person, you put it on the side, they say, or would you like to buy this £1 chocolate on the side? And then you're put in a position where you you say no, you feel like an idiot, you feel yeah. horrible for saying no. Upsetting, Tim. I think I, I completely agree, and the reason I completely agree is because it's unenjoyable for everyone because I've also been the person yeah. on the other side of the till me too who, where you're told that you have to upsell and it's torture for you and no one wants the stuff no. if they wanted a chocolate bar they buy a chocolate bar yeah. and I, I constantly tell people like I feel like I have to over explain so it's, it's WH Smith <laughs> exactly you're put into a position you it's can't WH Smiths who do this I'm going to call them out on the yeah. podcast unlucky WH Smiths it because is that's exactly where I go this in the mornings because they'll say do you want the chocolate bar and I'll start saying I'm lactose intolerant <laughs> Listen, you don't need to know that I don't need to know like, no one needs to be saying that right now but because you put me in this position where I'm uncomfortable I'm now telling you my life story have you ever said yes to something that you did not need or want but you've got it anyway because it's there um, they're also putting me in positions Tim where I am buying a healthy drink and a nice granola bar and I'm doing that because consciously I don't want anything bad Yeah. then they go chocolate exists <laughs> and they throw it in your face and say it's yeah. a pound because well, it's always the bad stuff as well isn't it of course it's the bad stuff it's, it's never the... do you like an apple <laughs> <laughs> yeah 50p yeah. apple I wish it was that I would still be annoyed by that to be yeah. fair but it annoys me. I, I feel like there's no need for it. Like yeah. you say, it annoys everybody. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's it's a no-brainer, this one. The world would be a better place without upselling. It happens with big things as well. I guess when you buy an iPhone or something. Do you want this £50 cable? Yeah. Do you want to get insurance? No. <laughs> I want to risk it. <laughs> I like living on the edge. <laughs> I'm going to drop it all night. <laughs> Um, can, uh, can we pop it in? Yes, 100%. Room 101 was made for such things. Indeed it was. Uh, so I'm going to play Kate Renarda's Leave Me Alone.
So, Tim, uh, we've just chucked that down to room 101. As of yet, everything's gone into the room. Tim, what's your third pick? Well, mine, some would maybe see as part of the character of a seaside town, and we're from a seaside town, Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, and we even have a football team here who go by a certain nickname. The nickname is Seagulls. Mm. And we have a lot of seagulls here. And I wish more than anything that we didn't. <laughs> because I hate them. I hate them with every fibre of my being. Partly because Brighton seagulls are some kind of genetically modified beasts <laughs> that are pure evil. And huge. Massive. Absolutely huge. I walked past one stood on a bin the other day. And both myself and my girlfriend could not believe the size of it. It was the biggest... It was like an eagle. It was a penguin with stalky legs. Yeah. It was vast, this thing. Head the size of a bloody watermelon. (laughs) That's a massive (laughs) head. (laughs) Gone Um, with melon, anyway. Yeah, even a melon. Whatever. (laughs) It was so big. And they are. And they attack... They do attack. They are quite evil things. And they have me on edge all the time. They make pigeons seem quite cute. Yeah. I don't mind pigeons coming and pecking around me a little Ooh. bit. But, like, in the I, uh, in the summer, I like to go and eat my lunch outside. I cannot relax for a single moment because they're sort of swooping down at you and attacking you. And You've you had things stolen, haven't you? Yeah. I have had things stolen off me by pigeons. I mean seagulls, <laughs> not my pigeons. They're the nice ones. I'm getting confused. Um, but yeah, I've had a few f- food items just like stolen out of my hand. Jack's Even... had a whole sandwich taken out of his hand. Yeah. And sometimes like you'll have your food covered up and they'll still come down and take the whole thing. They are horrible, Cretins. horrible Cretins. beings. Scavengers. Yeah. Not dissimilar to the royal family, actually. <laughs> Big, horrible bullies. <laughs> and they also try to upsell you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I just can't help but feeling and and they're loud as well. Yeah, I I've mean, got, I've got to mention that bit. But if you've been listening to this podcast, you would have heard them in the past at some point. Yeah, and especially some, when we're recording in town. Yeah, and there's some days where you're trying to sleep and all you can hear is ah, 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 for hours. We we get them on the roof, Tim. We've had yeah. to have nets put up and like whole contraptions up there just to stop them. And they're persistent little buggers. They'll keep trying anyway. There'll be spikes, nets, gunmen on the top, and they'll just still be swooping down, trying to put their little stupid babies there. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't help but feel that if they were just removed... Obviously, I don't know anything about actual science and the food chain and things like that, and they probably do play some role in whatever's going on out there, in the habitat. But I just can't help but feel that Brighton and most seaside places would just be better without them. Yeah, I feel like maybe on the most part, a lot of seagulls are okay, but it's particularly Brighton seagulls that okay. are the worst. Okay, well, in that case, if you feel that way, I'm happy to go with that, and I'm happy to downgrade my um, recommendation for Room 101 from all seagulls to Brighton seagulls. Okay. I would like to put Brighton seagulls into Room 101. I would fully accept that because they are vermin. Yes. Okay, beautiful. Get in the bin, Brighton Seagulls. You're gone. But don't get too much in the bin because they'll find food in the bin and they'll carry on. An empty bin so you don't enjoy it down there. Yeah. Yeah. Room 101 bin. Yeah. Get in the sea. Oh, damn it, they like the sea. (laughs) (laughs) What Uh, are you playing? 
I'm going to play Flock of Seagulls, obviously. Nice. Fitting. Yep. And the song is I Ran, an absolute classic. There we go.
there you have it. That brings to a close our Room 101 episode. Do you feel like you've got some things off your chest, Harry? I do. I feel like there's plenty more. Uh, yeah, although I found it like uh, encouragingly difficult to come up with these choices. I think that suggests that I'm in a happy place right now. I'm not that annoyed by that many things. I wish we did this this time last year. Yeah. I mean, and actually the thing that I hate the most, I just couldn't find a good pick for, so I'm just going to shout that out right now. <laughs> yeah, I've got some, some um, ones. People walking slow in front of me. Hate it. Yeah. Just get out of my way. Uh, lads. Lad, <laughs> lad, <laughs> just the lads. Bible. Uh, yeah, people standing on the back of my shoes. Fireworks. Um, what else did I have? Men in suits. <laughs> That's very broad. In London with briefcases. Businessmen. Uh, when I... Yeah, fine. <laughs> I don't like it when... Uh, I mean, some of these, they got a bit granular as well. And I wasn't really sure what exactly I was putting in Room 101, other than just something that happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things on my list was... Uh, when you wash some trousers and you get them out of the washing machine you realise you've left a tissue in the pocket yeah that is terrible but I don't really know what I'm trying to banish <laughs> is it tissues <laughs> is it trousers <laughs> is it washing machines <laughs> um, or when you show someone like a tweet or a meme that you think's funny and they just don't respond at all they just look at it and then look at you and there's just that awkward moment and you have to be like it's funny when you're in a conversation with a few people and one person's looking at their phone yeah. and they're not taking part yeah and they don't want to take part because yeah. they're boring and I hate them <laughs> <laughs> yeah or when you like buy something in a shop for say eight no two pounds with a ten pound note and you get the five pound note put in the palm of your hand first and then three pound coins on top <laughs> all sliding about if you slide it out do I get yeah. these in my pocket <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah all of these things not really room 101-able, but a bit annoying. <laughs> um, so now we really have... that. That's enough. Let's yeah. stop moaning. Next week, we're going to be positive. That is a decision that we can make right here, right that now. That is a given. Um, so we're going to close with the fantastic Albert Hammond Jr. solo track, obviously formerly of The Strokes, but this one of his solo records. It's called 101. It's a biggie. So uh, well, thank you so much for listening, listeners, and we will see you next week at The Great Escape. Yes. See you there.